Hello, thank you for joining us for another episode of NEF's Telecom Talk. I am your guest host for this episode, Brian Fonfera, and with me, our special guest this week is NEF's Vice President of Sales, John Pompicello. John, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me, Brian. Absolutely. Pleasure to be talking to you today. John, what we're going to talk about today is a kind of a new way that NEF is doing things, a new process, and we want to learn a little bit about how that works. So could you start by just kind of walking us through this plan design procure process, you know, quickly define it for us, walk us through it? Yes. So NEF really is working with clients in one of two ways. There's project-based work, and that's when a client says, I've got a good handle on my entire network infrastructure and where I want to be in the future and all of my uh, management of everything from the infrastructure layer to maybe a co-location or cloud layer. They, they just want project-based work. So that's, I need to source some co-location space. I need to evaluate some private cloud providers. I need some sort of connectivity. Those are one-off projects. Plan design procurement is when a company says, I need someone to help me look at the entire infrastructure, whether it's within a complete company or within a specific business unit within an organization. And that would be, what do I have in place today? Will this infrastructure serve me as I'm transforming my company into the next 12, 24, 36 months? What augmentation do I have to make uh, to optimize my infrastructure? So there's project-based work, and then plan design procurement is more of a overarching look at the infrastructure from the base layer transport right up to the application. So, John, when you're working this process with NEF, you know who within the organization are you typically working with? Who on the other side do you work with? On plan design procurement, it generally starts with some sort of an executive sponsor. And I say that because there's somebody that's saying our organization is about to go through some mergers and acquisitions within the next 12, 24, 36 months, or I'm being tasked with a bit of a transformation project. They're steering the ship and they have access to multiple departments. That individual will review with us the overarching business and and technical requirements where the organization is looking to go and then open up access for us to have individual conversations with network individuals, security individuals, uh, application managers, and we put everything together. But generally in a plan design procurement, we're reporting up to uh, some sort of an executive sponsor. So John, I understand a lot of companies are starting to perform audits of their network infrastructure, and they seem to be doing so to either convert to the cloud or evaluate a potential move to SD-WAN. Could you speak to that a little bit? Maybe give us an example of a company you're working with on on this process with a project like that. Yeah, that is a that's a that's a that's a great question, and there's a lot to it. So let me try to break this up into into smaller chunks. Because most organizations are moving towards a hybrid type model, and I say hybrid because most organizations are saying, 
I'm probably not going to be 100% in a co-location environment. I'm probably not going to be 100% in a cloud. I might be somewhere in between or utilizing multiple cloud strategies. And also most organizations are saying, I need to arm our employees with gaining access to whatever information they need to be as productive as possible, as safely as possible on any device anywhere. And that's really where the world is going. So the legacy networks that were in place are being transformed to support this new work environment. This, I'm using multiple access methods to get to my information. I'm on client sites, I'm traveling, um, I'm having my clients look at information in different ways. So network transformation is critical in making sure you've got the right infrastructure to support this. To unpack that a little bit, well, here's a real life example, actually. I'm, I'm thinking about a financial organization that we're working with in Chicago. This financial organization's got about 40 locations, most in the US, a couple of international. And they, they came to be uh, through lots of mergers and acquisitions. So when we started working with this client, they said, we actually have nine different service providers that we're using. Out of those nine different service providers, seven of them are MPLS networks. And we need you, NEF, to, one, give us a baseline audit of what infrastructure do we have in each location. Then we need you to match up infrastructure options on their transformation process, which was reducing their co-location footprint, moving towards a hybrid environment. So they were using private cloud and some co-location. And ultimately they wanted to make sure they had network diversity in those branch locations and allowing all of their remote users to be able to access information. All right, John, that's a lot of information there. Could you just kind of drill that down a little bit? Walk us through that process. Yes. So the process really starts out with needs assessment. Where does the organization want to be in the next 12, 24, 36 months? Then we move into our research and analysis. That's getting a deep understanding of the current infrastructure that's looking at infrastructure from baseline transport right up to what are the critical applications and where do they live or where do you want them to live if they're being developed. Then we start putting together our solution design. So we start putting together what future options will look like, um, working with the organization themselves. So, so we're collectively working on this process once we all agree on the best future state infrastructure. NEF then goes out into the marketplace. We start sourcing available options. Uh, so what I mean by that are what are the service providers that will be the best options for this overall solution? Once that's selected, we work with the clients in terms of review of contracts, contract negotiation, making sure that the price points are exactly where they should be based on market conditions. And then we manage the entire implementation process for the client. And we also have the ability to monitor the billing from those underlying service providers on an ongoing basis if needed. 
Okay, John, so you gave the example of a financial client there, and I know NEF works with a lot of financial clients. Do you have any examples that you can give where you use the plan design procure process and you used it with the company in a different vertical? Yes. So back to network infrastructure is is really supporting the future growth of organizations because organizations are changing how they service their clients we're touching almost every vertical market out there. Outside of financial, uh, one that I'm really excited about that we're, we're very, very involved with is a hospitality organization. Um, so if you think about hospitality, we're working with a, a very large hotel chain that's headquartered in DC. They've got 200 plus locations all over the world. They're trying to have an experience where somebody can walk into a walk into a hotel, have access to almost everything that they would have access to at home from an internet connectivity perspective, almost to the what's on my DVR at home is that showing up in my hotel room type of perspective. The challenge with this, similar to the last example, most of these hospitality organizations grow through mergers and acquisitions. There were individuals within the organization that said, out of these 200 plus hotels that we have, I am approving invoices from voice providers, cable TV providers, internet access providers, and I don't even know what's active, what's not active. Is this designed in an optimal fashion? I'm approving POTS lines that support alarms and elevators, and I don't have a handle on what's going on. I'm paying all the bills because I'm afraid if I don't pay any of the bills, something is going to get shut off that's going to be detrimental to their guest services, and I don't have the time to do a deep dive on it. So that's a, that's a real-life example where we came in. Uh, we utilized a software platform to really do a lot of information gathering that was almost a three-month process of information gathering, baselining everything, and then we started to go through the consolidation process of vendors to, to provide a more streamlined approach, and most importantly, a good management approach for the IT department within the hotel chain. Okay, John, so tell me this. What happens if you're speaking to an organization and they tell you that they have a good handle on their infrastructure. Is there any way that NEF can still help them? Or if they have a good handle, is there really not much that you can come in and do at that point? Well, that, that question actually made me really think about a software organization that we're working with uh, on the West Coast in LA. This organization has an unbelievable handle on their network infrastructure, but they need assistance with hey, I don't have the staff to deal with the amount of time it takes to source information from the underlying transport providers and the co-location facilities. So NEF, even though we've got a good handle on it, as we're working on projects, we need you to front end and interface with all these service providers to gather the information they then do the evaluation and we manage the implementation process. And the information that was given to me was 
Every time we have a project, once we start reaching out to vendors, I have every sales rep, every manager, every VP bombarding my team, and I'm just trying to get an assessment on are they the right person. So they utilize NEF to front end all of that for them, and it really keeps their team very focused while we're doing a lot of the heavy lifting in the beginning, working in concert with that IT team as they move towards decision, and then we manage that implementation process with them. John, that's great. Thank you. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about some of the results of using this process? Um, to put it in a language people understand, what percentage of savings can a company expect to see after performing this network audit with NEF? Yeah, I, I have a smile on my face because most of these conversations, when you're talking to a CFO, it's, all right, great. How, how much am I going to save? <laughs> Here's a very conservative answer. If an organization has not done a deep dive audit of their infrastructure in comparison to current price points, and I'm talking about everything from baseline internet access to more complex connectivity, co-location and cloud, if they haven't done that in two to three years, I can conservatively say 25 to 30% savings is is gonna happen. That's a no-brainer. What's really occurring outside of the cost savings, and that's important and we do that, we do that better than most people. What's really important is we're now giving the organization clear, clean documentation on their infrastructure. It's not uncommon for companies to say, I've got a 60% handle on everything that's going on, like some of those previous examples. So not only are we able to, from a contract standpoint, consolidate, reduce the amount of contractual obligations they have, provide more flexibility as the, as the organization, they may need to pivot as they're growing, but just real clean documentation from a contract standpoint, a billing standpoint, and an infrastructure standpoint. That's the real win on top of financial savings. All right, so John, break this down for me. Where does NEF bring the most value and why can't a customer just perform this audit on their own? Why do they need NEF? I think it depends on the size and complexity of an organization. So. If an organization has one business unit, they're relatively small in size, they could probably self-perform. What happens is when you have organizations that are spending $50,000 or more per month with multiple service providers and they've got multiple locations throughout the US or globally, that's when additional resources such as NEF brings extreme value to the IT team. Can you talk to me a bit about the plan design procurement process specific to SD-WAN? SD-WAN is really changing the way that organizations are connecting their locations and more importantly, connecting people to the information that they're housing. In the past, most organizations relied on MPLS network infrastructure, which for the most part meant you were committing to one service provider and you were paying a premium for an MPLS environment because they were controlling all of the QoS and everything associated with the MPLS infrastructure. SD-WAN is saying, 
let's get rid of this MPLS infrastructure or let's drastically reduce your MPLS footprint and let's just use the internet connectivity that serves the physical location that your offices or data centers or customers are located. What NEF does in a situation like that is we actually will determine what is the best SD-WAN provider based on the client's business and technical requirements because in the marketplace today, there's about 80 plus SD-WAN providers and they're all a little bit different on how they, on how they manage and move traffic around. So we're gonna work with the organization on determining the best SD-WAN provider and then we're gonna work with the organization on determining the best connectivity options based on their physical location. John, thanks again for taking the time to talk through this new process with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Telecom Talk. To learn more about NEF and the plan design procure process, you can visit www.nefiber.com. You can also find more episodes of Telecom Talk at anyfiber.com slash telecom talk or by subscribing on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thank you for listening.